0: Division 18 members. A couple of remarks before we begin this episode. First, have you submitted your Division 18 proposal for APA 2021 yet? The deadline is coming. Tuesday, January 12th is your last chance to submit a division program proposal. If you're a subject matter expert with new research or applications to share, and a speaker who can connect with an online audience, We invite you to submit a proposal for a poster, symposia, discussion, or skill-building session relevant to public sector psychology. We especially encourage submissions having to do with the assessment, treatment, and prevention of violence, restorative justice practices, roles and responsibilities of public service psychologists, and interventions utilized by public service psychologists. Please remember that APA 2021 division programming will be virtual and pre recorded. To learn more and to submit a proposal, visit the APA Convention website. A link can be found in the show notes. If you have questions, contact program co chairs Sarah Robertson or Katie Davenport. And finally, the Presidential Trio wants to thank you for renewing your membership in Division 18. We hope, like so many, that you consider Division 18 your professional home. 2020 has brought so much stress and uncertainty in our personal and professional lives. We've appreciated that you've continued to be active in Division 18 during this time and hope that our activities, including webinars, have been of value. The Division has much to look forward to in 2021 as we embark on our 75th anniversary. That's right, 75 years. If you haven't yet renewed, please remember to do so, and we'll look forward to celebrating the new year together. And now, on to our episode.
1: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Public Service Psychology Now, Division 18's podcast series to keep our members informed about division activities. We're your hosts, Jen Snyder and Tiffany Finell. In this episode, we speak with Drs. Erica Lee and Sarah Rohn, co-chairs of Division 18's Policy and Advocacy Committee. I'll introduce the co-chairs and then we'll dive into learning what the committee does and some of their current initiatives. Dr. Erica Lee is an assistant professor at Emory University School of Medicine in Atlanta. She works primarily with adults with serious and severe mental illness at Grady Hospital. She has served in many roles in the division over the years, including Section Chair of Community and State Hospitals and APA Convention Program Chair in 2015. Dr. Sarah Rohn is an Assistant Professor at Geisel School of Medicine at Dartmouth and Director of Mood Disorder Psychological Services at Dartmouth-Hitchcock Medical Center. This is her first leadership role in Division 18, which is a pretty major one.
0: Thank you so much, um, Dr. Lee and Dr. Roan for being here today. Um, So let's go ahead and get into learning about the Policy and Advocacy Committee. Um, Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here. Well, tell us about the committee. Um, What do you guys focus on? What is the role of the committee?
2: So, the purpose of the Policy and Advocacy Committee is to promote advocacy and social justice initiatives concerning psychologists and public service. We really work to respond to the needs of the public in areas such as practice, research, education, training, and policy formation. we're dedicated to providing education on integrating that psychology and advocacy pieces, as well as providing like, resources that facilitate psychologist efforts and advocacy where they are in the community with individuals and on federal levels. So how do we do that? We kind of look at um, helping psychologists work to apply that psychological knowledge that we all have and expertise to address those barriers that we might see to physical and mental health care. Also, we work to promote social inclusion and self-agency and empowerment in public service settings. When we're seeing something, saying something in the places where you work and and where you live. We work to um, address like mental health stigmatization, a lot of those things that we see, especially today that's been sensationalized in the news and in the media, really work hard to kind of look at how psychologists can advocate in these areas. Some other things that we do is we work to reduce the experience of injustice and discrimination in public service settings. Um, A lot of the things that we see these days um, are very relevant to this. And that's what psychologists where we can kind of step up and what I say show out in these areas to kind of help uh, in these situations. And uh, finally, the other thing that we really do is we work to kind of enhance those community partnerships in our, in where we are so that we can kind of have that that doorway into those professional governmental agencies that can help make a difference at those policy levels that um, I was talking about. Um, yeah,
0: that's a lot. Um, <laughs> you guys um, must do some really incredible work. But those are some really big, um, you know, important areas. You know, advocating um, for you know our population, especially those who or maybe a marginalized or more vulnerable populations where mental health can be stigmatized. And and then also kind of working on any social injustices, discrimination in public service settings. So um, that must be pretty big undertakings.
2: They are. And, you know, we are, we're a small committee, so we try to, we, we try not to spread ourselves too thin, but we try, really want to focus. We type, take one of those things and try to get everybody's efforts together to do that. And, and then we move on to the next thing. So we try to do it in a way that we can be sustainable, but also effective.
0: Uh, that's key. Well, tell us about some of those um, initiatives, some of the current ones that you're working on.
2: So last year, uh, which was, was a wonderful undertaking that we did, we um, did a webinar uh, on advocacy, um, psychologists and advocacy. And that was basically giving broad strokes to how psychologists can serve as advocates, as practitioners uh, in the community, in their institutional and systemic settings, and also on governmental levels and, and kind of talking about how to be a, um, an advocate with politicians and legislators. From that, this year, we had hoped to do it this year, COVID kind of got in the way, so it's going to be moved to next year, but we're, we got in the works. We want to do our webinar, our advocacy webinar 2.0, and that really is what we're going to do um, and kind of really target more specific areas of advocacy that are particular to the setting that you're in um, and we we're going to put out a survey kind of asking what questions providers might have for their specific settings so that we can address that in this in this um, webinar
3: in fact we actually have uh, posted that survey on the listserv and and we'll post it again um, after this uh, podcast is, is put out so more people can answer we really are hoping in this, webinar to actually get into the nitty gritty of what are the barriers that keep people from um, from being able to advocate uh, from you know I think we all have the experience of seeing things that happen in our workplace happen to the the patients or, or consumers that we're caring for um, and I know that there's a lot of different barriers that people run into you know uh, folks who work at the VA have certain experiences you know and and so um, the the first webinar was an excellent, really good overview. Um, but I know a lot of psychologists hear it, but then think, well, I can't do that because, you know, my leadership wouldn't appreciate that. Or, you know, I, I don't, there, I think there's a lot of things that happen. And we would really like to get those questions so that we can really address them in the webinar and 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 make um, the the, uh, po- the uh, advocacy something that's accessible to psychologists who are thinking about doing it.
2: And relevant as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing they know, you know, how to advocate. But in your particular setting, it might be difficult for you to know, well, who do I go to and what should I do to get that support when I'm not getting it from the in the ways that I need it? To be able to, when I see something, to say something and, and when to to go somewhere else to get that support.
0: That's a really good point. I'm just thinking, you know, I, I think a lot of our members Do work in government settings, and sometimes it seems scary to the word advocacy seems scary because you don't want to maybe violate rules, you know, you know the Hatch Act for one, you know. And so I think some you know psychologists in public service settings might be leery about it because they don't want to potentially violate some of those rules and you know get fired or you know get in trouble.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the psychologists who are in public service and non-governmental settings, you know, Eric and I are both at least attached to academic medicine, um, and also working in clinics, but, you know, academic medicine, um, has its own, you know, uh, barriers in terms of, you know, the, there's often leadership that, that doesn't have the same perspective as, um, psychology. And so it can feel like, gosh, you know, um, this is may not be Feel good for my career, or they aren't seeing or understanding things the way that I do. So I think that there are a lot of things that really prevent people who, you know, are in public service because they care so deeply that prevent them from taking action. And we really want to try and remove as many of those barriers as we can, or talk through what have other people done? You know, what do what do uh, what do folks who are who are doing this work right now do to make to be successful or to sort of navigate these sort of tricky relationships? most definitely that's that would be great uh, i'm sure many people would be
0: really appreciative of, of some of that um, kind of brainstorming that problem solving
3: yeah that's that so another thing um, you know erica was talking about the webinar so we really sort of have two big um, initiatives right now and again as erica mentioned we've, we've really tried to be conscientious that we're all affected um, by the pandemic, including our committee members, um, and trying to do things that are manageable for all of us. Um, but, you know, we we know that there's uh, a, a lot of people are aware of injustices and want to do something, but may not feel that they have the time, may not be ready to be advocating on a larger level within their institution, um, but but might be interested or willing to, you know, engage if we have templates available, you know, to send letters to, um, to politicians, um, you know, to, to, use our voices um, in in ways that, you know, we divisions will put out statements, the APA will put out statements, um, but also we can individually send communications. And so our committee has been working on, um, you know, sort of building some templates and that we will be putting on our website so that um, you know the division members can access these, and so you know there, there's we're really sort of taking our cues from some of the things that are happening right now. So, for example, there, there are um, you know the unemployment numbers and the folks who are about to run out of benefits are really high, and I know many of us are taking care of those people, and so this is an opportune time to communicate to our um, the political leadership, you know, our concerns. Um, And so, you know, if we have templates that our members can access and they can do that without having that thought and then thinking, I don't have time, I have too much on my plate, I can't do this from scratch. Um, And so our hope is to have some templates for advocating for LGBTQ issues, for issues related to racism and issues related to poverty. Um, And I'm not saying this is one size fits all, but our idea is that we can um, as issues come up, we can tailor them um, or other individuals can tailor them. We have sort of a, a built-in resource um, that, that makes it easier. We're not, when something happens, we're not scrambling and, and, and feeling like, oh gosh, we have to put something together at the last minute.
0: Right. Yeah. I love the idea of those templates because I know for me, sitting down to you know come up with something that's well, first coherent and poignant and, you know, going to be compelling, you know, to my state representatives, for instance, uh, seems really daunting. Um, But having some kind of template to base, you know, my communications on would make a world of difference. I'm so glad to hear that that's something that you guys are working on.
2: Yeah, because it takes a lot of time and energy and thought, and you want to put out something that is going to be impactful, and you're like, oh, now, you know, at the end of a long day, or I've got all this stuff going on, I don't even have, you know, I don't even have the energy to, to be effective in a way that I hope to be when I'm sending something out uh, about an issue that means so much, and it's so important, so yeah, it's, it's something, so I think this is, you know, like you said, I think it's like a great way to kind of Get it out there and get it out there in a way that it's going to be a little bit easier for people because folks really do want to advocate it just it's just hard to do and and to know how to do in, a, in an, an easy way or a, an easier way we'll put it that way
3: well and erica you're using the word impactful you know one of the things that we're writing templates you know there are often templates out there but we're writing templates for psychologists Right. Part, part of what we're doing is we're using our voice and expertise as psychologists. And so, you know, um, I think that one of the goals of our committee in general is to help people use their psychological no- knowledge to be effective advocates. And so we can hopefully speak to and, and use data to make points. And so that's hard to do on your own, getting all that information, gathering that. And so what we're, what we're trying to do is take some psychological data and input and in what we know as professionals and put them into these letters because I think that's impactful too. We're, we're communicating from our professional base of knowledge and, and that's what we wanna give our members the opportunity to do.
0: That sounds awesome. It, what other, I mean, that's pretty major. Any other plans that
3: you your committee has this year? You know, we um, we had some really grand plans, uh, but I think what we decided was that um, you know we had a few committee members who had to leave, you know, overcommitted, and and we decided that if we could do those things and do them well, um, then you know we might pick something else up. But we're trying to be sensitive to the abilities and times that our our um, community members have, uh, and and uh, that's really what we're. What we're focused on right now, those two big initiatives.
2: We've been able to yeah. um, put out oh, like a newsletter, um, and then we've also been able to put out some publications by individual community committee members that are based and have uh, social justice and advocacy focus. So we've done those things, but we're trying to be kind to ourselves and, <laughs> it's, and you know, COVID, Rona got us all, so we're, we're really trying to like, okay, let's. That, let's So we
3: have the bandwidth to do. That's a really good point, though. So Erica is the lead author on this fantastic um, study that was just published in Psychological Services that's about social justice advocacy and mental health services um, that takes consumer community training and policy perspectives. So and that if folks want to look for that, um, it's linked on on our website on the Division 18 page. So the uh, policy and advocacy website. Um, And Marcy Hunt, who's also on our committee was the lead author on a publication also in psychological services um, about, um, the the title is uh, Public Servant, Silent Servant, a call to action for advocacy training in public service settings. And so, you know, our individual committee members are doing fantastic things. um, And I, you know, hopefully we'll continue doing that. And. Uh, Yeah, so those are some of the things that have have bubbled out of the folks who are really dedicated and on our committee.
0: And for our listeners, we'll put a link um, to the Policy and Advocacy Committee's webpage so you can have access to those articles that they were just um, referencing as well as the templates when they'll become available. Wow, so um, I know you mentioned um, there are, it's a smaller committee um, however, it sounds like you guys are really focused on making the biggest impact, to use that word again, um, as possible um, through the templates and this um, you know, uh, webinar two point efficacy 2.0. Um, but, um, but maybe there might be some more Division 18 members who are looking to get involved and this might really um, be something of interest to them. So if they are interested, how could they get involved?
2: So if they're interested and we'll have our, our contact information available, they can just get in contact with, with one of us or both of us via email and, you know, send us a letter of, of interest or, or why this is the committee that you are interested in and in, in want to get involved with and we will contact you back. It's really not bad, super hard. Uh, we welcome everybody who has, you know, policy and social justice advocacy as, as a passion of theirs and really want to make Uh, move the needle forward in this work so you know just give us an
3: email yeah we'd we'd appreciate I mean if there are people who are interested I think that would be fantastic you know um, Eric and I both were well I I was formerly and Erica is still on the um, Atlanta behavioral health advocacy um, committee that is run out of Emory Um, but I think and they're incredibly effective committee that does a lot of work um, and I think part of the reason that they're able to be so effective is that they have a, a, a large number of really dedicated people, and so they're able to do multiple initiatives. They did an initiative to to get out the vote. They supplied snacks and water to people in in Georgia who were voting. You know, they they've done a lot of wonderful things. Um, and I think, you know, you all, the more people you have, the more perspectives you have, and and the more opportunities you have to to really. Um, you know, maybe do things, and and so we'd love to have more people and and more perspectives and more chances to make a difference. That's great.
0: Um, Well, um, anything else you'd like to share? Anything else you'd like our members to know?
3: You know i i want to say um when you were introducing erica and i um i was thinking about how you know erica has a lot of uh experience and and uh you guys were joking that this is a pretty major first role and and i wanted to say that part of that came from having a mentor who uh was e- erica who was so um committed to advocacy and and that was really a wonderful thing for me and so if folks are, are part of the division, but don't have any experience with policy and advocacy, we'd still be happy to have them on the committee. Um, it's a great opportunity to learn. And there are a lot of people on the committee who have knowledge. And so if you're feeling intimidated or like you're you're not sure, um, please feel free to reach out anyway. Um, and if you are feeling like, gosh, I've never done anything like this before, um, check out our templates, check out the, the information from the past webinar. You know, if you're, if you're drawn to this at all, there's always an opportunity to, to grow and to think about what your passion is. And, and someone like Erica was a great mentor for me. And I know that there are um, plenty of folks on our committee and who, who could help guide you if this is something you want to do, but haven't done before.
2: Most definitely. We all have to start out somewhere and we have a wonderful committee of folks that are involved at different levels and, and different in, at different sites and different places. So, you know, most don't let anything stop you from um, joining if that's if this is something that you wanna do. Um, we welcome everybody who wants to be a part of it.
0: Could students also join? Yeah. yeah. We, we have, have,
2: we have we graduate have. students um, on our committee.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys shared a lot and you're doing really impressive work. Um, so I do hope our members reach out to you if they wanna participate You know, um, as part of the committee or in other ways um, and um, including attending any future webinars.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And we hope that folks who are listening will um, respond to our survey. As I mentioned, I'll post it on the listserv again. We'd love the more feedback you give us, the more that we can really tailor the webinar um, to answer questions. If you have specific dilemmas, you know, there's there's nothing too specific or, or broader questions. Um, we'd, we'd really love to get that information. We, our goal with the webinar 2.0 is to really make this Something that allows people to feel really effective. And, and so, you know, having given broader information in the first webinar, we're, we're hoping that, that the division asked for what they need. Um, so if you're listening and you have questions, um, you know, respond in our survey. There's room to, to um, answer, I think, in, in a text box at the, uh, at the end of the survey. So we'd love to get more feedback.
2: Definitely would love to hear from you.
0: Right. You heard them. So please complete those surveys so we can make sure that your needs are being met. Well, I wanna thank you both for your time today. Um, Just really inspirational um, and a lot going on. Um, It sounds like many ways to make some impact. Um, That's the word of the day, I think.
3: Yeah, Um, impact, absolutely. Yes.
0: And I wanna thank everyone listening to this podcast episode. We hope you are enjoying this series and getting a lot out of it um, in finding ways to maybe be inspired or get more involved in Division 18. Um, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you'll automatically receive new episodes as they become available. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Bye.